You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm the Lonely Diplomat, and I'm really glad that you're here. This podcast is all about helping diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life reconnect with themselves and the world around them. I created The Lonely Diplomat after I realized that I was lonely while on a diplomatic posting. I searched for support and advice online and through a counseling service, but really nothing spoke to me in what it's really like to live the diplomatic life. But I did find some support and I began reconnecting with myself and putting me into my work and into the world. I then saw that others could benefit from what I'd learned. So I created the support that I'd needed. And now here you are listening to episode 58 of my podcast, one of the services I provide to support you as you live your diplomatic life. This episode is proudly recorded, edited, and uploaded in Canberra, Australia's capital city, on Ngunnawal country, and I humbly acknowledge and pay my respects to Ngunnawal elders past, present, and emerging. I also want to acknowledge and welcome all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and other First Nations peoples listening. I want to give you a few more quick reminders. It always takes courage to engage with content on loneliness. So if you're coming back for another episode, or if this is the very first time you've pressed play, I think you're awesome and I'm really proud of you. After the episode, be sure to check out thelonelydiplomat.com. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to that page where all my services and the content, all designed to support you as you live your diplomatic life and to help you reconnect with yourself and the world around you can be found. That's all there at thelonelydiplomat.com. And the website is a great place to start if what you hear in this episode really speaks to you and you want to explore like the quality of your connections, maybe even explore your loneliness as you live your diplomatic life and you want to become more you and be an awesome diplomat. With all of that said, I am really glad that you're here. So let's jump on into the episode. So... The topic of this episode is probably something that really has not lit you up. <laughs> it's not something that has made you go, yay, let's do an audit. Because let's face it, if there's a word, I don't know, well, I'm going to speak personally. If there's a word that can make me groan like some kind of disgruntled teenager and roll my eyes and harumph and sort of fold my arms and just give all the vibes that I really do not want to do this. It's the word audit. There's nothing that makes me go yay about an audit. But I want to challenge you, if this is you, uh, as well as me, as well as challenging me. Because this is an audit that can, well, not wanting to engage in hyperbole, change your life. Because a quick audit, a few minutes of your time, can help you do some course correction, some minor edits and tweaks, so you can feel more, um, more connected and feel the benefits of that connection. An exciting research is happening about the importance of social health and wellness for all humans, including you. 
Because you and I both know that physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being is really important for our quality and enjoyment of life, diplomatic life or otherwise. But I've been learning over the past year or so that unless you and I are socially well, all the yoga, the vitamins, the exercise, and meditation that we can do to be well can make little dent in how well we feel. Social health is emerging as a really important field, a factor in our the way that we work through loneliness and the way that we approach loneliness as humans. One of the people leading this work on researching social health is the amazing Casley Killam. Casley runs social health labs in Los Angeles and defines social health as the dimension of well-being that comes from connection and community. Whereas physical health is all about our bodies and mental health is about our mind, social health is about our relationships. So I'm going to paraphrase Cassley here in, and say that social health is all about the quality of your connections. Now, a couple of episodes ago in the Lonely Diplomat podcast, we talked about connection as a diplomat. And I shared with you that when I speak of connection and connection being the antidote to loneliness for all humans, specifically in my work here at The Lonely Diplomat and at The Loneliness Guy, I speak of connection having three pillars. And those pillars are connection to self, connection to those most important to you, and connection to community. And social health, as Casley's definition says, is that we need to feel connected um, in order to feel socially well in our, like, feel connected in our relationships, in our communities, and our work is a community, where we live is a community. Community is awesome. We can make it mean lots of different things. But it remains that unless we are really connected to who we are, to who you are, listener. Unless you are connected to yourself and then are being yourself, the connection that you get outside, the the connection that you receive outside of you may not actually be the connection that you need. And you can feel that, you know, the, the, well, you can feel lonely because it feels that the, unless you are putting you into the world, the connection that you receive back is not the connection that you need because you're not being you. People are connecting with the version of you that you're presenting in that moment. I invite you to stop and think there for a moment because that feels like a cornerstone of diplomacy. You can be many things in diplomacy, but one of the last things you're allowed to be when you're on the clock, when you're doing your job, when you're presenting, representing your country, is to be you. You need to be the great speaker. You need to be a, an expert in, the, in certain aspects of the bilateral relationship. You need to be a leader. You need to be a team player. You need to be you know, essentially all things to everybody before you can allow yourself to be you. 
And so when we live the diplomatic life for long enough, we can find that we've been all things to everybody all of the time, but we've forgotten what we're like to us and for ourselves, what we're like, who we are underneath all of the things that we do. And so when I say, you know, need to go and be connected to who you are, that's the work. As a diplomat or someone who lives the diplomatic life, it's letting go of those expectations that we need to be all things to everybody all of the time before we can be anything to ourselves. It needs to be the other way around. You need to be you. So then you can then be a great diplomat. And then as a human who is also a great diplomat, when you're you, you then get to receive connection from other people based on you being you, not the projection that you're putting out into the world. So when it comes to social health, it's really important that the connections that you get are the connections that you need based on you being you. So that's the invitation here is for you to reflect on how you are being you as you live your diplomatic life and as you go through these audits. And not only is Casley doing some great work on social health, Dr. Julianne Holt-Lundstad from Brigham Young University in the US is also a leading researcher on social health and how feeling well-connected, having quality relationships to ourselves, to those most important to us and to our communities, really helps us humans live a long, happy life. And there's a fantastic video about social health that's really worth a few moments of your time. It's a TEDx talk called, Is Social Social Disconnection Comparable to Smoking?, And there's a link uh, to that in the blog post that I will put in the uh, episode description. But it's well worth a couple of moments of your time listening to Dr. Holt-Lundstad talk about the importance of social health from her research. So knowing that, I hope I've impressed upon you that social health is kind of a big deal. You need to feel socially well, and if you're not feeling socially well, it's going to impact your physical, mental, and emotional health in some way, shape, or form. If not immediately, then eventually. So you might want to think about it in in your own life, and if you are, you know, in a relationship, you know, when you uh, fight with your significant other, or you fight with... um, you know, a family member or a friend, and you then, you know, the quality of an important relationship to you has diminished. Going to the gym might help, but it's not going to, like, the, 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 the issue is still there. Eating a salad doesn't make your social connections better. And it's simply, you know, you're taking care of yourself in other ways. That's not, a, that's not a bad thing. That could be actually a really good thing. But we need to focus on the quality of our social connections just as much, if not more, than co- focusing on the quality of our mental health and our physical health and our emotional health as well. So I've got a couple of questions 
for you to prompt some reflections and thoughts and to give you an idea of the quality of your social health and well-being as you live your diplomatic life. And it's simple. I simply ask you to answer the questions that I ask honestly. And how you define the terms that I use in this is completely up to you because it's about the quality of your connections after all. And if you are interpreting certain words like community or connection, like in a way, then that actually is helpful for you to know how, like your approach, because how you're approaching things is generally from the place that is most important to you at that time. So the questions, and these are all listed in the blog post. And there's, again, there's a link in the episode description to that. But I want to say these, uh, read these questions out really quickly. With a rating of between 0 and 10, with 0 being the worst and 10 being the best, how do you feel the quality of your connection over the past seven days to yourself, to those most important to you, and to your community as being? Were you your authentic self in every situation last week? This is a big one for you, diplomat. And if you weren't, why? Next question. How did you do connection with those most important to you last week? The next question. How were you engaged in community? last week. How do your answers to the questions make you feel? Are you comfortable with your answers? And if anything, what needs to change? And what support and accountability from others do you need to make these changes? That's likely going to be an uncomfortable question for you as well, because we know that if we are going to make changes in our life, we need to resist the temptation to do it all within ourselves, to be fully self-contained little islands, because life doesn't work that way. Humans aren't designed to work that way. We're meant to ask for accountability and we're meant to be ask for support in making changes. And for something as important as social health and improving the quality of your social health and connection, then that's something to that's likely to get you out of your comfort zone of doing change within yourself nice, nice and quietly and tidily without upsetting anyone or anything around you. And if you've just kind of powered through those questions and thought, you know what, I I don't want to do this right now, I'm doing something else, or you were sitting there listening to it and answering it mentally, I invite you to go and get a pen, paper, write your answers down and do that before you continue on in this episode to the next part of the episode because it's a truth that if you are skimming over content that is absolutely designed to help you feel more connected, to uh, help you move past thoughts and feelings of loneliness. And you, you do that, you know, I'll do it when I've got time. I'll do something, you know, you know, if this happens, then I'll do it. 
um, or any kind of like the, 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 the millions of excuses that we can make in ourselves to avoid doing the thing that we know we need to do, but we ultimately don't want to do it. We want to make the, we make the decision that keeps us um, comfortable. And when it comes to assessing the quality of your connection, you need to get uncomfortable because unless there's discomfort, you won't change. There is no incentive for you to change when you are comfortable. And so if you continually make choices to that feed your comfort, then you're going to still get the same outcomes. And when it comes to loneliness, loneliness loves you making decisions to stay small and comfortable. It thrives when you avoid the uncomfortable questions. So, my invitation to you is to take this simple opportunity to starve your loneliness and begin feeding connection. I want to just let that sink in a moment, that your loneliness thrives when you avoid discomfort. It loves your it loves you seeking comfort. Perhaps this is time to starve your loneliness and feed connection. Okay, it's now on to the second exercise. And it's time to follow the money. And I invite you to do a quick financial audit and look at where your money goes. Because the aim of this audit is simple. Do your current spending habits feed your loneliness or are they feeding connection? And specifically the connection that you need. Now, money is one of those conversations topic, conversation topics that can make us feel uncomfortable. And as a conversation topic, money is right up there with sex and medical issues as a topic which isn't for polite conversation. We're told that it's rude to ask how much something costs, and we're told that it's rude to talk about how much something costs. And some societies go to significant lengths to hide financial wealth with the aim of being seen as humble and, you know, a, a regular person, not something special. But some other societies celebrate the ostentatious display of wealth to create a, an illusion of success, even if those displays of wealth and ostentatious wealth feeds an ever-increasing debt. And as a result of all of these, all of this kind of emotional baggage that comes with, with talking about money and finances, money can become a source of shame. A helpful way of changing perspective on money is to see money as energy. And reviewing how you spend money shows you whether you've been feeding your connection or feeding your loneliness. And it's helpful because money doesn't lie. And your bank statement is perhaps the best evidence you have about whether your desire, like your intentions to live a well-connected life and, and move past your loneliness, are actually happening. So the exercise is this. Open your online banking account and check your bank statements or 
your credit card bills um, for the last month. So all of your financial details for the last month. Get them out, open them up, print them out, do whatever you need to do so they're easily visible. And go through the list and go and, and ask yourself how much was spent on essentials like housing, food, and utilities. So that's the essentials. So what was discretionary spending? And discretionary spending is spending on things like entertainment, eating out, alcohol, gambling, travel, all the kind of things that, you know, aren't essential to life, that don't, you know, um, keep the lights on, keep you warm and dry. So you've now got two, two uh, amounts, what was spent on essentials and what was discretionary spending. So let's look at the discretionary spending and it's time to be honest with yourself. What was spent on avoiding uncomfortable thoughts and feelings? And flipping that, how much of that discretionary spending was spent on feeding how you connect with your authentic self, with those most important to you and to your communities? Have a look at all of those numbers now on the page. And look at them, get curious, but please don't judge them. Don't judge the numbers because you've just given yourself some, some fantastic information, some data about where your money, where your energy is going to. And to avoid the discomfort, you might do kind of what I suspect you might do is move some numbers around. So the numbers that you've uh, identified as avoiding discomfort, you might move it into the, you know, uh, to the essentials column or, or something like that. But responding with curiosity towards this new information and data can be a really great first step to feed your connection to know because you've you've identified what there is to do within your life to feed connection and starve loneliness. And essentially, what you're giving yourself is awareness. Because this new information gives you awareness, and with awareness comes choice. So what are you choosing to do with this information, this data that you have on the page in front of you from your financial audit? Do you choose to ignore it and deny it? and filing it away as something interesting, but something that you don't have time for right now. Doing nothing or avoiding it, that's a choice. Doing nothing about it is, also, is, is a choice. And exploring further is also a choice. Knowing that, or using that information that you've now given yourself about where your energy is going, whether it's going towards feeding connection or starving loneliness, exploring that further is a choice. So my last question to you for this episode is what do you choose to do with that information? That's it for this episode. Remember to head on to thelonelydiplomat.com to see the services I offer and whether they'd be a good fit for you. 
And in wrapping up this episode, I want to invite you to join the mailing list. If you're on the mailing list, you won't miss any content when it's published, and you get exclusive insights into what's happening around The Lonely Diplomat. And if you've got a question for me or any feedback, please connect with me on socials or send an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. And remember to tap like, leave a written review, and share this episode with your friends. It helps others in your social circle who may be quietly experiencing loneliness to know that they're not alone and that you're a safe space to talk about loneliness and how it can make us all feel. It does sound like you're getting ready to go, so until next time, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world really does need more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally, and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.